Hey, this is Brian Chapman with Fix Your Funnel. In today's interview, we're going to be talking to Kurt Bullock of Produce Department. Uh, I've known Kurt for a couple of years, but what's really neat about today's topic is we're going to be talking about Shopify and Facebook. And what's possible with those two? I was blown away when Kurt first introduced me to this a few months back. And I really wanted to get him on the show so we could talk about what it is that he's doing and why it's so powerful and different from what a lot of people are trying to do. So, Kurt, welcome to the podcast. Ryan, hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's let's start off and like jump right into the, the deep end here. What is it that people are doing that's so wrong with Shopify and Facebook that would seem like it would be the right thing to do. Yeah, so I'll use an example. This morning, um, I had a call with uh, with one of my my new clients, and and what he was doing is, and this is what I find a lot of people are doing. They they start out by you know running up some, putting together some interests. They do some research, like all the you know you see in the blog posts and a lot of the education put together a list of uh, interests to target your prospects, and then you start running ads to try and sell your products to those to those prospects, right? It seems pretty simple. Yeah, that seems pretty um, straightforward. What's wrong with that? Right. So he didn't get good results, and I find most of the time people don't get good results because you're selling to cold traffic in that instance, right? So these are people that don't know anything about you. Um, and as a general rule, I, you know, I try not to sell directly to cold traffic. Why is that? Well, you know, it's sort of the whole, uh, you know, getting married analogy, right. And you wouldn't ask somebody to get married the first time they meet you. Um, so targeting people based on their interests with a, you know, uh, asking them to buy from you the first time they see your ad, uh, a lot of times falls flat. Sometimes people will go ahead and do it, but, but we want to set something up to warm them up a little bit before that point. Well, but like haven't for hundreds of years, people been doing ads and, and sending people to go buy things right off those ads. What, what's so different about Facebook that you wouldn't do the same thing? I mean, cause haven't people been doing that for a long time? Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a very good point. I, I, my take is that, you know, Facebook is really, uh, impulse driven, um, and so if something at first glance doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't click and doesn't seem right, people don't take, uh, action. They'll just scroll right past it. Um, and also I think that, you know, as I mentioned, people do make sales that way, but it's just much more effective if you can walk them through this process. You know, and one, one last point is Facebook, of course, being a, you know, digital medium, you don't have the benefit of maybe some, you know, selling to people over the phone or face to face, and some of these other ways that you might be able to establish a, a quick rapport, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, with the approach, and I, we're going to get into this throughout this interview, but with the approach you use, are you just not um, asking people to buy at the first touch, or is that just not the primary focus? So, yeah, good, good point. Um, it depends. Sometimes I sometimes I don't ask people to buy right off the bat, and what I'm doing, you know, in that instance, is trying to find people that are interested and and get them to know the brand. So I might show um, a video. Um, you know, you and I have talked about videos a lot recently, and how they are a great way to build custom audiences. Um, yeah, and they're so, extremely uh, effective for connecting with people. 
right. It's a really cost-effective way. Um, you know, Facebook, they want to keep people on the platform, right? And so, um, so they like the fact that you're showing people videos instead of sending them off-site. So you can get that for a little bit better rate and maybe narrow the masses, right? Your big audience of 2 million people down to, you know, just a few thousand or 10,000 people that were able to watch maybe a certain percentage of, of the video. Well, so, I know you're going to get into more of laying out how you actually structure all these pieces together. But the basic sure. premise that you're trying to communicate here at the very front line is that it, on social media in particular, if you go straight for the kill, you're going to be less effective than if you um, engage with people and have people engage with you in a way that allows you to be able to target them better with a more specific call to action. That's that's exactly it. Okay. So you started off by saying that what a lot of people start doing is they do interest-based targeting. But I don't understand why would that not be the, the right thing to do? Is it about this cold yeah. traffic? Is it because you're interest-based and then we're just saying, hey, buy? Or is there something else to it that you would go after? Well, so, yeah, so that's a good point. What I would do you know, when I work with a new client, a lot of times, if, if they have any kind of sales history, um, I would try and use, you know, a feature of Facebook's called, you know, look like audience, um, where we could generate an audience of unique people that match all the traits of people that have made it through the funnel and, and made a purchase. So there's nothing, you know, interest-based targeting is definitely very useful for filling the top of your funnel. It's just that expectation that, uh, you know, that you're going to get all your sales right there. And if that doesn't work, um, you know, that, that Facebook marketing doesn't work. So, you know, my approach is to definitely build up a, a nice funnel underneath that very top layer so that the people that convert, that's great that they can convert and that's wonderful. But the people that don't, we'll be able to walk them through and, and, you know, use interest to fill the top of the funnel. But after that, we're retargeting them with offers that are more specific to either the products that they looked at or the information they looked at when we can really, you know, get the messaging honed in based on their actions. Okay. So for people that are watching that aren't just listening, maybe you can show, um, what your approach is because I know a lot of people um, and this is basically what you're describing is a lot of people just go for this flat approach to marketing where they're saying, okay, I've got the right people targeted. I've got my interest all right. Or maybe I'm even using a lookalike audience. Now I'm going to push everybody to my offer. And that offer is to go buy on my website, right? My Shopify uh, shopping cart. So we're just doing that, that. That's like the whole thing. So it's just this one layer. But you're using right. more of a funneled approach, and one of the things that I like right off the bat about any funneled approach is it doesn't mean that you have to be 100% successful on the first try. <laughs> and people may not, may, may not realize it, but if you do the, this flat approach that a lot of us start out doing with Facebook in particular, especially with our Shopify stores, if we start out on, that, on that, just that flat approach – you really have to be good. <laughs> you have to be a great marketer. In other words, you have to say exactly the right things in order to get people to take action because if you don't, you're toast because you only get like one shot or you might be able to throw that ad in front of people multiple times. But if it didn't work once, what's the chance it's going to continue to not work is pretty good, right? Yes. No, very good point. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So here's, you know, I won't stay on this uh you know, too long. I'll show you some examples. I have a few of those below, but just to really quickly go over the funnel. So you can see here at the top, you know, we're putting in cold traffic. So this could be your, your interest-based targeting, and this could be, you know, where you use that. Um, and we would be sending that to, this is a video ad in this example. 
and we're going to narrow that audience down by you know people that watch some of the videos. So we're getting people to raise their hand just by you know actions, by the actions that they take, their behaviors. And then these you know these other campaigns down here are are only going to be targeting people that made it past that first qualifying step, essentially. Um, and so that that is very nice because it reduces the the cost and the waste in our in our funnel. Um, and when you're looking at the stats overall of of one of these funnels that's working, you'll see that you know this is your most expensive traffic up here at the top, the cold traffic, and you're going to have some conversions. Um, but then as you go down here, you'll see that this is where you're really, as I have you know shown here, you're really making the ROI on on the funnel. It might be tempting to try and you know it can be scary to see campaigns that aren't doing as well, um, but they. And and each campaign needs to hold its own. I, I don't want to give the impression that it doesn't, but they serve different purposes here. But this one is serving really to get people into the funnel. We're not using this to generate the ROI. We're using this to generate some reach and, okay. and get people looking at our stuff. So people that are just joining us, they may be thinking, okay, well, why do I want to spend so much money on the cold traffic? It sounds like you're saying a bulk of my spending is going to be up here, but why do I want to waste that money up there if I've got maybe more value that can be had from getting people past that layer? And I just wanted to point out that what you've taught me is that you use video ads on your first layer, which are the cheapest traffic available on Facebook, right? Right. And right. so Super it's not effective. so much that you're spending 50% of your budget, although you might, you know, but you're spending – a portion of your budget to fill that funnel with that that video traffic, which is the least expensive traffic to get. And then from there, that makes every dollar you spend on actually getting people to move to purchase become more effective because you're not wasting it on tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people who aren't even interested in your product in the first place. So even though you got your interest right or maybe even did a lookalike audience, most of those people you're going to show your ad to aren't really in the market to buy what you have to offer. So you're saying right. use this very inexpensive cold traffic to be able to identify who is interested out of the millions of people in your audience and interested enough that they would actually do something. And that's going to be a good sign that they'll be more likely to actually buy something as well. Right, right on that. That's exactly right. You're, you know, you're, this traffic here is going to be more qualified, um, than, than the guys up here. And so your ad dollars are, are better spent as, as you just explained. Okay, cool. So then the the question that kind of comes up is, you know, okay, this is all nice, but how does this all all work for me? And I, I think isn't the whole basis for everything that you're doing here something called retargeting? You got it. Yeah, it's a big, <clears throat> you know, multi layer retargeting funnel, and this is sort of the um, what I would call the sort of one layer deep, right? Where um, where we're not representing anything going out really very wide here. But as you build this out, then you would, uh, as people, let's say they visit your website, you don't necessarily, you would start out maybe just putting one ad there so that you could just build this out. But after a while, I like to do sequences. So people are seeing something for a certain amount of time and then it advances to a different ad after X number of days. And you really use it like a life cycle marketing platform and uh, almost like an autoresponder where you're delivering content to people um, over time. And it's, it's not, you know, that might seem expensive or, or wasteful, but because you've narrowed your audience down at this step right here, we're talking, you know, 
a few thousands bucks. of people instead of millions. Exactly. Right. It's, it's not expensive to do that, the, but it's very effective. The other thing is I'm looking at this that people might come to the wrong conclusion about. If you're looking at the funnel with us on the video version of this podcast, then one of the things you might be looking here and saying, well, why isn't purchase until the very bottom? Well, that's what's, what's to clarify here is that people don't have to go through each stage. Uh, we will get some people that on the cold traffic might click through to our store and buy right then. We might have other people that they get the second layer and then they're buying at that point because we're inviting starting with the second layer for them to make a purchase, right, or, or get into right. that process. We've just isolated the people who are actually interested in what we offer with the cold traffic layer. And that way we're right. spending the least amount of money finding out who's actually even interested. And then we can spend more money, but it's not – uh, expensive because we've isolated just people who are really interested in what we're doing. So people will be buying right off the bat and people will be buying right off the second layer. And then these other layers are just to move people along who don't take that action immediately. And because of the way it's it's uh, set up, it, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to move people through this funnel. In fact, it gets less and less money you have to spend to move people down as they get into the, the funnel further and further, right? You got it. That's exactly right. Um, would it be helpful uh, for me to walk through a couple examples? Yeah, of those I think of that ads? would be really cool. Let's do that. I'll jump down here. So maybe you can is, go full um, screen on these because it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, good idea. Let's see. While he's doing that, um, these are actual. This is like a real client of yours. So this isn't somebody that you're not just making this up. This is actually how you're doing it. And if you can, as you're going through this, can you talk to uh, what was the difference before they started using this funnel approach versus when they were just using the flat layer approach? Because I yeah. think that's a question a lot of people are having is, okay, this sounds interesting, and but it also sounds like some work, and I just wonder if it's worth it. Yeah, no, good, good question. So I won't speak to their their specific numbers, but in in terms of just the the overall performance, when we started working together, um, you know, they were they were at a certain level, and they came to us because they were having trouble um, making making Facebook work. But they knew right from seeing other people that it was very powerful. Um, they initially just had sort of that single dimension ad structure that we were talking about, just making offers to people on their list over and over. Um, and so when we came in, we, we started out and I don't know, I would say we probably 10 to 15 X to the, uh, the ROI numbers by month. Um, we were probably about, uh, I don't know, 50, 60 days in, uh, and we terrible. hit 10 X to the, the right. Yeah. <laughs> you only done a thousand percent better than they were before. So yes, it was, it was pretty, well, pretty cool to see. And you know, this was, this is pottery too, which to, when I, you know, when I saw this, I was, um, I, I mean, I thought it was going to be pretty challenging. Um, cause it's because pottery. Facebook is pretty right. It's pottery and Facebook is, you know, impulse. Okay. Uh, based, well, so. so I know you're going to go through and walk us through some examples of, of what you're talking about with these ads, actual ads in the funnel. But what do you like? Is that a typical result is, I mean, it's, I know that's a hard thing to say, but is, is a 10 times return on investment, a normal increase or, what do you yeah. see? Because I know you work with a lot of different people, a lot of different industries with Shopify stores in particular. Yeah, I would say that it, you know, it ebbs and flows is, is sort of one thing. But if I were to break down um, maybe the my, my client base and the percentages, I would say that maybe 25 to 30 percent um, 
I don't know, a pro- maybe around that uh, that number are are doing things like 10xing, um, you know, month in month out. Others will hit it just during promotions and that sort of thing. But um, and then most most clients, I I think is it's reasonable to maybe go for between three and five is still really uh, successful for three hundred five percent increase with that. Exactly. Yep. Spend three, you know, spend $1 to make three or, or, you know, spend one to make five. Okay. So that's kind of on the, on the more typical low end, your higher end, right. you're getting up into the 10. I know you were talking to me about offline before we started this one that, you know, even got up into the 20. So you, it's yeah. just, that's obviously an extreme case, not a typical, don't expect anything like that, but you are seeing increase across the board over what they were getting before simply by going from, Flatline to funnel-based uh, Facebook marketing. You got it. Okay, so go ahead and go through, and let's let's take a look at uh, you know what this process looks like in the real world. Sure. So this ad right here, this is a video ad, um, and it's sort of a you know behind the scenes for people that are interested in this sort of thing, and so. Um, we targeted people that were interested in Frank Lloyd Wright because of this particular style of pottery. So we were, this is where we're using our interest-based targeting. Um, we also, and you know, after generating a lookalike audience, we, we showed this to our lookalike audience, which is also cold traffic, but it's, it's much more targeted because of the way that Facebook puts that audience together. Right. Um, do I need to go into that, Ryan, do you think, or, or do you think people well, know what lookalike audiences are? No, I think that's a question we can say. Lookalike just means that Facebook is Big Brother. They've gathered all this data on all of us. <laughs> and then basically right. they use that data to look for patterns. And so if you upload a list of customers, they're going to go and take that list of customers, find the matches, and they'll say, okay, what's common about all these people? Let's go out and find other people that have these similar traits. And then because of the way that you set things up, because you do a lot of um, training of Facebook itself, right? Because you set up some, right. some some of the th- options available with Facebook that a lot of people don't know about, but you actually train Facebook to know which of those two million people are the right people, and so it actually gets better and better and better over time because of the process that you put into place with uh, giving f- Facebook feedback on the type of people they're sending you. Exactly, right on. <clears throat> um, so hopefully yeah, that answers so, the lookalike question for people. Yes. Um, well, good. Okay. So this ad, yes, this was a, the video ad. We put this out, uh, you know, as a test initially to, to test different types of content. Um, but so we, we targeted, we used interest and then lookalike, uh, audiences. And then the next ad down here, uh, this is, this was more content. Uh, did you, and then did you have a comment on that last ad? Well, right. I was just wondering, it seems like, uh, you've told me before that, especially for, you know, these, these different products, if you're making the products themselves, that how it's made is a very good video to get people connected to your product so that the connection isn't just to utility, but there's something more in terms of connection. Is that what you've seen across the board or is that just the case with the pottery? No, no, that's a very good point. Um, it's funny. I've, I've experimented with, with all types of videos and content and talking about videos specifically, these, the, the normal sort of content that you would see on Facebook, right. Is more handheld with the iPhone, um, than it is super high polished, you know, marketing content. At least that's what your friends and family are sharing. 
And so the more sort of organic looking, um, not marketing company produced materials have actually, we've done really well with that. We had a product that we put out there that was just, you know, I actually used my iPhone and filmed this product, um, you know, in, in somebody's hands, just kind of manipulating the product and, and flipping it open and looking at it. And we moved thousands, tens of thousands of those products with, with that sort of a video, which, um, was really so raw. it can't be just so. terrible. I mean, it's got to have decent decent lighting and stuff like that, but it doesn't have to be a <laughs> right. high end professional production, right? Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Okay, so yep. now th- this is the next layer deep in your funnel below the the front cold. You're not sending cold traffic to this here, but this is this is a guide, right? Yep, exactly. So this and you know this could be used as an as a sort of an alternative as well um, to the to the video if you're if you're using another sort of content. But yeah, so what I was doing here is I, I was using this to help warm people up and get them to the site. So they would look at the video, um, and if they made it to the site, awesome. Then we could start using the site and and what they looked at to send them ads, right? Um, if they didn't make it to the site yet, if they if they didn't visit, but they just watched the video, then we gave them another reason right here to go and check out um, the site. Cool. And I'm actually missing, I think, one of the ads that I use pretty frequently uh, at the top here. But and that would be maybe a carousel ad of top selling products as well. That's another good way to get people interested in your products to click on the site. Is that the cold layer traffic, or is that the second layer down? That would be a second layer down. Second layer yep. down. Okay, so always videos because of the the inexpensive nature of it and the easy to consume and the way it gets attention. But second to that then is is this layer of trying to get them to the website in some form. Exactly. Awesome. What's the next level look like? So right here, this is a social proof ad. Um, and so this would be one that, let you know, in this example, if somebody visits the site, they, now they've made it to the site, but they haven't taken any action. They haven't added anything to their cart. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, I start building these out laterally. So, you know, in this case, I'm showing you one example of an ad on this level. But in reality, I would start building that out. So when they're at this level, they start going through a series of ads. But this one's very effective, um, you know, just giving some social proof. Uh, I have a customer review down here. You can add these these stars. If you just Google, um, like, Facebook, you know, icons, um, then you can copy and paste them right into your ads. That's That's been kind of a cool thing. Um, and then we just copy and paste this here so it looks like, a re, you know, off the review site and it says verified buyer here. Very cool. Um so yeah, so this is this is kind of another approach. So this is the step where they've they've made it to your site, but they haven't yet added any products to your cart. Um, so let's say that they now have. So we bring them back to the site. They look at something and they start going through, you know, adding something to their cart to see how much maybe they're toying to see with you know what your uh, your shipping rates are and that kind of stuff. Um, and then they take off. So. Once they visited your site and looked at a product, then we can start using dynamic product ads, which, you know, that's a whole video in and of itself. But the bottom line is that we can we can show them exactly what they looked at while they were on your site. Um, or if they only looked at one thing, then we can show them other items that are also in that same collection, related items. That's very cool. So this is where sense. we're starting to get into Amazon-style remarketing, with, which anybody that's been and purchased anything from Amazon knows that Amazon starts showing you similar products. So other people purchase these or you know similar categories of products because they're trying to get you to buy and so we can actually be using the same kind of thing, but on Facebook, 
where we get to decide what the competition is versus, you know, on Amazon where your competition is everything in the store, basically. Right. Right. Now, one point to make, you know, in terms of the copy and, and messaging, um, you know, this is this is real simple. Do you forget to check out? We have your shopping cart waiting for you. That That's great. Now, what I would normally do is after, you know, a certain amount of time, uh, maybe I would dangle um, a discount and also give them some urgency, right? So here's a coupon code. It's good for the next, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours. Uh, and then if they still haven't taken advantage of it, then I might show them another ad that says, hey, your coupon's expiring, you know, today. Today's the last day to use this code. Um, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there that we're not using all the tools available to us with this ad, um, you know, meaning urgency and uh, maybe a discount and, and that sort of thing. Fantastic. So because if they do buy, then you're ready for your next layer of ads, right? Right. So down here, this is an example of um, sort of like an upsell uh, ad. And you would target this, you know, based on on what you're selling and, and if there's items that pair well with, with things. So in this case, what we did, um, we split their product catalog really just broadly into pottery and accessories. So if somebody bought a pottery item, then we would uh, show them this ad later. We would wait a few days until usually till their product shipped and, and we sort of timed it so that maybe it would arrive and then they would see this ad. Um, and uh, these are accessories. So we would, we would show accessories to people that bought pottery and you can get real creative with this, with this stuff. It's pretty neat. Very cool. So you're creating different bundles that would complement their initial purchase, giving them an opportunity to spend again with you, which is one of the ways that we exactly. really grow a store is we get people not just buying once, but buying multiple times and coming back fairly frequently. And so anything we can right. do to encourage that is a great uh, option. So this one's based off of their actual purchase in Shopify is going to trigger this to start a few days after. So whatever you know your shipping process is, because the moment of greatest uh, excitement about a purchase happens in two places. One, when they first buy, right? So if we can do upsells right there, that's great. And then the second yep. place is when they actually get the thing that they bought. Because at that point, you know, we're hoping that they're super excited about their purchase and they're like, this is awesome. And, you know, and they actually got it in their physical space. At that point, that's a great time to be start, you know, showing other uh, purchases they can be making with us. And if we gave them a really great experience, then that's going to make it even easier for us to make these ads work really well. Right. They might even make, you know, you can give them a discount to make another, you know, buy a second one at, at a discounted rate, um, if that makes sense. But, um, and then one, you know, one other example of sort of this, this lower layer, and that is retention or reactivation ads, um, using these, you know, DPAs, you know, what's a DPA? type of Facebook ad. Sorry. Yeah. Good, good point. So that's dynamic product, uh, ads. So okay. these are the ones where the, you know, their Facebook is, is showing you what you looked at most recently, what you added to cart, what you purchased, that sort of thing. Um, and you can specify how that works. But what I would do then is I start r having timers running with, you know, I set up custom audiences and then let's say that I determine, um, by, you know, you can go into Google analytics or you can just, uh, download some data from your Shopify store. But if you can figure out what the average, uh, time in between a second purchase of your best customers is, then you can set a sort of a reactivation campaign to have less. So let's say people on average, you know, you have a consumable item and people order after 30 days. Well, after 30 days has gone past and somebody hasn't purchased from you, then that's then that can trigger a, a reactivation ad where you come up with, uh, you know, maybe you have a discount or you just show them some 
some other related products. You know, here's some stuff that we think you'd enjoy. You can or, even do um, content at that point too. If there's content that might encourage them to want to buy again, right? Yes. So if it's like yes, a, if definitely. I had like a supplement, maybe I want to show an ad that just doesn't look like an ad much at all, but just says something about the benefits of my supplement, for example, or right use you know case studies like other people who are using the supplement the results they're getting to remind them of why they would want to continue to take that supplement for example right no that's a great example and you know what i like to do throughout this whole funnel is with with shopify there's tools you know like like the email automation program like claveo where we can synchronize what's happening with in our email with our facebook ad so they are delivering the same message you know lockstep um they're not getting one discount rate through their email and a different discount rate when they get onto facebook um they're seeing the same messaging and i find that it has a, a compounding effect it, it really is, is a powerful way to do this well this is awesome i think this has been really helpful for anybody that's been watching as a shopify store at least if nothing else it opens up your mind to the what's possible right but how can people start using this kind of information well, so I, I put together a guide. If you check out this URL, it's um, for people that aren't watching the, the video version, it's getfast.biz slash PD for produce department. So getfast.biz forward slash PD. And the uh, it, there's a download, and I walk through 14 of these custom audiences that uh, I use most often in my e commerce campaign. So, you know, as an example, now we can put together custom audiences um, of people that have visited your store, you know, X number of times in the last 30 days, or um, maybe you, you capture the top, um, you know, 25% of people based on time spent on site. Um, so I give a bunch of those examples and uh, talk about where you can use them uh, in your funnel. So that, that's a good place to, to get some ideas and, and inspiration for your next campaign. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. I, I don't know about other people, but I find this to be super exciting, especially thinking about how I can grow my own Shopify store. And uh, what, what do people do if they want to get a hold of you? Is it the best way to go get that PDF? I mean, do you have some contact information in that? I do. That's a great, that's a great way to do it. Also, if you just want to check out our site, I'll put that right here. It's Produce D E P T. So produce department is it's short department dot C O. Um, and you can check out blog posts and, and, uh, learn more about us. There's a contact us button on there as well. If you want to reach out and uh, chat about how we could make this work in your store. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us, Kurt. This has been extremely informative for me. It gives me a, a better idea of how to be positioning all my ads so that they're working in concert instead of just being kind of silly and doing a front one line approach, which is what I did for <laughs> years, you know? And so I appreciate you coming on and talking about this. Right on. It's been fun. I, I appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah.